0: I'm Renee Yates, Regional Content Specialist for Mathematics with the Kentucky Department of Education. The Kentucky core academic standards include eight standards for mathematical practices that teachers must intentionally implement from kindergarten through 12th grade. The purpose of this podcast is to help teachers better understand the effective implementation of the standards for mathematical practice number three within a primary math class. Kim Witt, a math coach at Jackson County Schools, a math teacher network leader and the parent of a primary child, discusses the importance of elementary students becoming proficient in mp3 in the following video.
1: When you're able to communicate how that you solve a problem and you are able to communicate verbally how you go through a process of finding an answer, I think again that moves you to a deeper understanding. It internalizes it not only um, for you but when someone else is listening to you talk through the process that you went through to get to an answer. I think that helps um, the person who's listening as well as the person who is who is going through that process themselves. One thing that our district has tried to do um, has been to try to provide professional development for teachers and how to create more student-centered learning environments so that kids have that time to interact with um, each other, and that the teacher has time to interact one-on-one to listen to the kids um, defend answers. And those types of environments also lend themselves well to kids being able to critique each other so that that you can have time that this child can listen to how this child answered it, the process they went through, and then they can do a flip-flop of that. Um, I've tried to find um, more activity because as as a math teacher myself, um, it's, we were always taught, you go to the board, you say, this is how you do this problem, then you give kids problems to practice. And I think that it's really hard for us to get out of that. So to help help make that transition, what I have been looking for have been student-centered activities, Um, I've looked through different books that have activities. We've prepared activities. And the activities that we've been trying to prepare are things that put the focus on kids developing the the knowledge that kids are engaged in, understanding problems, not just being told how to do something, but being able to have a problem and go through the problem and figure it out on their own with teacher assistance, of course. But the main part of their learning they're responsible for. They're not just sitting and get more. It's that you give them a problem and they have to try to figure it out.
0: These skills are very difficult for young children. To construct a viable argument, let alone understand another's argument well enough to formulate and articulate a logical and constructive critique depends heavily on a shared context, especially in the early grades. Students must learn to build a logical progression of statements to explore their conjectures. Given an interesting task, they can show their method and narrate their demonstration using manipulatives. The standard recognizes this fact when it says students can construct arguments using concrete reference such as objects, drawings, diagrams, and actions. The key is not the correctness, but the ability to situate their words in context to show as well as tell. To develop these reasoning skills, this mathematical practice asks children to communicate their thinking to others and respond to the arguments of others. Some tasks should require manipulation of data, so students can take into account the context from which the data came from. Problems that can be solved with only one fairly routine step give students no chance to assemble a mental sequence or argument, even nonverbally. The inclination to justify their conclusions also depends on the nature of the task. Certain tasks naturally pull children to explain. Mathematically proficient students are able to compare the effectiveness of two arguments and determine which may be correct and which may be flawed. Students are constantly searching for different ways to solve problems and through successful collaboration should be exposed to a variety of problem-solving methods by their peers. And finally, skill at communication or justification to others comes from having plentiful opportunities to do so. The way children learn language, including mathematical and academic language, is by producing it as well as by hearing it used. When students are given a suitable challenging task and allowed to work on it together, their natural drive to communicate helps develop the academic language they will need in order to construct viable arguments and critique the reasoning of others. The third grade students in Valerie Sanders' math class at Houstonville Elementary recently worked on Common Core Standard 3.mbt.1 to master understanding of rounding to the nearest 10 or 100. I observe students constructing Bible arguments and critiquing the reasoning of others throughout the lesson and during group work time.
2: Because
1: it's closer to 200 okay. than it is
2: to 300. Okay, that's good. Now I can't that's remember okay. what all I you said. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. All right, you said. The, the number. Remember to keep your Two. two. Two hundred thirty-eight rounds to two hundred. Two hundred thirty-eight
1: rounds
2: to two hundred rounds down to two hundred. How do you Uh, know that answer? Well, I just knew it because Well, you see, 3 rounds down to 200. See, it's not really close to 300 over here. See, you got this much over here, and you got way too far over here. So it's definitely this. Thanks, I was stuck there for a second.
0: After the lesson, I asked a panel of third graders what they thought about Mathematical Practice 3. Today, I saw you all do a group work problem on um, rounding with each other, yeah. and I noticed that you all were really using your your skills <coughs> in critiquing the reasoning of others and helping each other out. So why do you think it's important for you to be able to explain the way that you answer math problems to each other?
2: Well, maybe they don't know math that good, and maybe we can help them with a strategy or tell them a strategy that they may need to do in regrouping. or or subtracting or even adding. Okay. Even sharing your answers like if like if they say um, oh I think it's like 139 over here well and, and you have a group of like four or well, that might be the wrong answer but you might have the right answer and <coughs> help them out. You can say well I don't know I don't agree about that <coughs> I think it's more
0: 319. So now think about what is the hardest part of working in groups at third grade? Because
2: <coughs> sometimes you might not agree with their answer.
0: So what do you do at times when you don't agree with, with a group mate's answer?
2: All of us mm-hmm. are trying, you can look at the paper and try to figure out, you know, like go through the answer even if you need to read it over again. Okay. And or. What you could do is we could each say our answer and try to see which one or we can use strategies or something like that. Okay. You could uh, you could work it out <coughs> and see what's best and then if it's rounding you can go to the number line and figure it out and you can measure with your fingers, you can do all that good stuff.
0: So it's helpful then that even though you do disagree in a small group, that you try to work out the answer to to what would be the best answer for the problem by listening to each other and explaining your thinking. By allowing primary students ample opportunity and intentionally engaging students in constructing viable arguments and critiquing the reasoning of others through Mathematical Practice 3, teachers will help students develop these essential skills needed to be proficient math students.